on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. You are watching Ticker today and we are discussing how the power may have shifted in the fallout from the Wagner Group's abandoned rebellion in Russia in Moscow. And the Belarusian president, Alexander Lukashenko, stands to gain politically from all of this. He seemed to save President Putin in many respects. Joining us now from the University of Sydney is Graham Gill. Uh, great to have your company. Uh, what did you make of the announcement from the Kremlin that, in fact, it was the president of Belarus who'd been involved, who brokered a bit of a peace negotiation, a back down from Yevgeny Prigozhin? Well, it was certainly a surprise that Lukashenko played that role. Um, when you look at the uh, at the outcome of it, that is Prigozhin going to live in Belarus, essentially being sent in exile to Belarus, uh, that then makes sense that Lukashenko was involved in the discussions. Um, but the fact that he's, uh, he's being reported as being the main interlocutor between Putin and uh, and Prigozhin is a bit surprising. Um, the reason for it, I suspect, is because he knew, he knew both men, uh, so he had a personal relationship with with both of them. Of course, there are rumours going around in Moscow that that, that Lukashenko was not the primary uh, was not the primary person who was doing the negotiating, but rather it was the governor of Tula province, who uh, who is a former mm. um, a former um, uh, bodyguard of, uh, of Putin who got promoted into this role and is seen by some people as being a possible successor to Putin if Putin were to do what Yeltsin did and choose somebody to, to succeed him. Now, if that's the case, uh, the role that Lukashenko has played is, is, is clearly much, much less, uh, certainly important but not perhaps the kingpin that, uh, that he's being presented as being. But we don't know whether the Moscow rumour is uh, true <laughs> or never not. never know what is going on in that country until you see the body. No. Um, now, interesting um, point as well. You know, you're talking about life after Putin. And I want to take the interview there because he is a man who's, you know, 70 years old, um, the life expectancy of a Russian man, and he's obviously in a different position than most Russian men, I might add. He may live for another, who knows. Uh, but... No doubt, if he wanted to retire, the biggest question will be, will I be killed or will I go to jail should I retire? Because when you run a mafia state, who knows what happens to you once you move out, All, which, you know, right through Soviet times means you stay until your very last breath. Let's talk about life after Putin in Russia, because over the weekend, we had to ask that, didn't we? We had no idea what might happen. How do you think it will look? Well, it depends on the circumstances under which he uh, under which he leaves. The, the 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 best the best case scenario would be that uh, what Putin did was to decide not to recontest the presidential election next year. Um, it's possible he could do that. I doubt that he will, given uh, given the situation in Ukraine. But if the Ukrainian situation was to get resolved in some way or another so that there were talks going on and, and Russia looked as though it was going to get some wins out of that, it may be that he would uh, that he would decide, you know, I've had enough. Now, there's no evidence that he's going to do that. But if he did do that, he would clearly do what Yeltsin did, and that is to anoint a, uh, to anoint a successor. 
Um, and the way of doing that is to shift the prime minister to bring in the new prime, a new prime minister, the person who wanted to succeed him, and then under the constitution, if Putin was to step down, that person would then step in and then get elected to and um, pardon to him office. as well. You know, I'd imagine here's the, the the document that you signed to become the president, and here's the one to pardon me, but you need to sign this one first because that will be his ongoing concern. Right, is about what happens to him if he was to step back. There's no need for a document because when uh, when Yeltsin stepped down, a measure was introduced which gave amnesty to uh, to the president once the president left office. So that's wow. already in place. Wow. That's okay. That is good to hear uh, for him anyway. Um, what do you think the Russian people would be making of all of this? Uh, we know that the Russians like a strong men. I, I lived in Russia for some time and couldn't believe walking down Novyabat, uh, which is one of their main tourist drags, that you could buy dolls of Stalin. I mean, this guy is remembered uh, as fondly as, as, as Hitler is in many respects, and yet you would never see dolls of Hitler being sold in the main street. Russian people often say that they like a strong man. Uh, what do you think comes next after Putin? Well, I think the system that he's set up requires a strong, a strong leader at the, at the top of it. Um, unless we're going to see a move towards some sort of a, a more democratic system, and there's no evidence that that's on the cards because the people who support democracy are, uh, at this stage anyway, pretty weak. Um, and that means that what we would likely get in the uh, in the aftermath of Putin would be some other sort of leader trying to exercise <clears throat> pardon me, trying to exercise the same sort of uh, same sort of authority and power that he did. Yeah. Now so whether they kind can of, uh, off, more of the same is becoming the issue. We've got to leave it there unfortunately, Graham. Right. Could keep talking to you for quite some time, but Graham Gill there from the University of Sydney. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And that is a program for now. For more, you can head to tickernews.co. I'll see you soon.